from depression to diabetes to obesity and addictions. Our medical problems are climbing and are now at epidemic rates. This is why I started this podcast, Your Health Transformed, to educate you, to teach you, so we can all learn how to combat these increasing medical problems and live well again and become transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, bariatric surgeon, and have seen these medical problems and treated them firsthand. I am now on a journey to help transform health, not just band-aid it. So thank you for listening and going on this journey with me and all of my guests on Your Health Transformed. I am your host, Dr. Franchelle Hamilton, and I am so excited to talk to our guest today. She is an ob and did a lot of work in functional medicine and now is known as the libidoologist, if I can say that correctly. And she helps women um, discuss libido concerns, burnout, low energy, and this is a really hot topic. And I'm really excited to talk to Dr. Renee Wellington. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat about this. Yeah. So I'm curious, um, clearly you've been able to make a practice about this, right? So if you talk to all the men of the world, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably have complaints of low energy and low libido, perhaps in their, in their wives. So the fact that this does exist and this is real, and I can tell all the men, no, it's not abnormal. I would love for you to kind of speak on this. Like, is it is it, what's the percentage? Is, is it actually more normal than not? And women just kind of have to find, find it for them? Or what are you seeing? Well, I am seeing a topic that's not discussed. I yes. am seeing, I think the statistic of women that experience, and you know, let's, we'll go back a little bit with low libido. What is that? Well, if your sexual desire is not where it wants to be, that's a low for you. There's not yeah. a frequency. There's not, and you know, desire and intimacy looks different for a every woman. So if it's not where you want it to be and you want it to be better, that is low for you. And I do think that women perceive a less than desirable desire as being normal, as being a part of a stage of life. You know, I have, and this is the the most common scenarios. I I see the women that say, uh, I had kids and I, I lost it. My doctor tells me it's normal. I, I think it's gone forever. I'm perimenopausal. I'm having mood changes, all these obvious hormonal things going on, but I have no libido. And my doctor says it's normal. I feel like it's gone forever. And the third is menopausal, but it's really interesting because I, I ironically see very few menopausal women with the symptoms of a low libido. Yep. Interestingly enough, a lot of times I'll see women, they say when they hit that transition, it comes back like with not with, I don't want to say with a vengeance, that sounds terrible, but like it really comes back in full force and they're loving it. So, you know, I actually don't know the exact statistic. I think it's a lot lower than what reality is. I started talking about this in bringing it to light in September of 2020. Okay. So recent. Recent because I was talking to every woman about everything and the online health world in my world, so holistic health, functional medicine got really noisy in 2020. Yeah. Everyone went online and everyone was talking about immune system and gut health. And 
And, you know, myself included, I was all over the news stations across the country talking about burnout, mom burnout, all the things. But when I pulled back and looked at my 20 years experience with women and and what I saw often and what's not getting talked about, but is very relevant and prevalent is low libido. So in, in my opinion, low libido is just another symptom. You know, typically I have the, the, triple threat that I I now call it of women that are attracted to me are those that have weight gain or inability to lose weight. Huge thing for women. Yeah. Stress, stress or burnout, um, like a high degree of stress and an associated low libido. And so I get to work on all of those. And, you know, again, low libido is just another symptom. And she oftentimes has other things underlying that low libido. Yeah. I don't think I've met one woman yet that hasn't had something else in addition to it. Okay. So then that brings me to the question, is there usually some trigger? Because you know, I'm in the weight loss world. I, I see the same thing, right? And so I is there some trigger that causes low libido? Is it, could it be their weight gain? Could it be their stress? Or is it, is it all hormonal? What are you saying? All, all of the above, you know, in, in my world and I'm sure your world as well, you, we realize that they're all interconnected. You know, when I studied, I was conventionally trained as an OBGYN. I was studied. Yeah. I was studied just to look at the, you know, deliver the babies, look at the uterus, ovaries, tubes, cervix, vagina, vulva, anything outside of that, maybe breasts a little bit. Right. And, you know, we were, and then you kind of step back from what healthcare is. It's a very fragmented body. Like I was the uterus, the female girl parts, you know, and if you had a penis, you went to the male doctor. So I think we both can agree that these are all interconnected. And Mm -hmm. I, and I was trained as a DO. So it was really nice in my original training. It was a more holistic approach to how the body works. However, when I went into the OBGYN world, I kind of, um, abandoned that. Yeah. And now I've come full circle back into that because I think again, as a woman having experienced a lot of the things I talk about, which makes me even a better clinician in my opinion, because I've had personal experience, you know, we can't just factor, we can't just look at one thing. They're all interconnected, you know? So for instance, stress, stress leads a lot of unhealthy. I mean, it leads to energy levels that are in the really low yeah. Leads to poor self-esteem and self-confidence because she thinks she's, you know, can't get out of bed in the morning. Oh, what's wrong with me? I'm a failure. I can't keep up with my kids. Correct. Turning to foods that aren't healthy to get her that energy, right? So she's tur- turning to the sugary foods, the processed foods, because she's so tired she can't even make food. Coffee throughout the day, which is further disrupting her hormones and her gut health. And so- yeah. And, and, you know, she's disrupting her hormones inadvertently by a lot of the things that she is doing in response to her stress. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this vicious cycle of like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, you know? so, exactly. the, so the exact trigger, you know, a lot of women reach out to me across social media platforms and say, when they can pinpoint the exact time that took a nosedive, and I've, I've been getting a lot of messages that happened about 18 months ago. Yeah. What happened yeah. 18 months ago? So, yeah. yeah so... <laughs> It doesn't, you know, it's interesting because they're in it and they don't, you know, like when I start asking questions like, oh yeah. And then it's a matter of like, what do you do about it? Right. So mm-hmm. like, so it's interesting as a doc, you know, I think a lot of people think I go right to the hormones and I do love looking at the hormones and all, you know, growth hormones, yeah. testosterone, oxytocin, the female hormones, all of it, insulin, blood sugar, Correct. thyroid, we'll just name them all. But again, they're all interconnected and some yeah. of the very strategic lifestyle changes you can make, strategic supplementation, uh, really impact 
the whole picture. And it's really interesting. I see three things in almost every single client I work with and they're not doctor related. Well, one of them is, but like number yeah. one, my, mindset, right? All the yes. women that have, oh right? Yeah. gained weight over the past 18 months. They don't feel comfortable in their skin. And that's a whole nother topic about feeling comfortable in your body where it is. Correct. We don't have, we don't have time for that today. Correct. But <laughs> I would just love to encourage women just where you're at. If it's not your goal, just love your body while you're getting to your yeah. goal. But that negative self-talk that we have, that we can't stick with the diet and we can't do this, we can't do that. And then, you know, we don't have that confidence to get, take our clothes off in front of our significant other. And men are very visual. They love to see their, you know, when we're talking about a male-female relationship, men are very visual. Women not as, don't get turned on as much visually as men do but they want to see you. And so when you take that away from them, it's kind of like, and shut the lights off, you know, part of, I mean, we still proceed, but a part of that changes for them. And what that really trickles down to is that, okay, he says, keep the lights on. I don't even want to go in there anymore. You know, so she really doesn't even want to go in the bedroom. So really there's a huge mindset component about how she maybe has talked to herself the whole, her whole life, but now it's really coming to light that I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not yeah. good enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. All of that. Triggered by all these other things, the weight gain, the stress, like all this other mom bod, right? Like I'm sure after, after women have kids, they're like, you know what I'm saying? There's so many other factors that kind yep. of start triggering that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And then I'm finding number two, a huge communication breakdown. Um, between in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. And this kind of leads into the stress, part of the stress component. But I, I've, I've seen this really loudly over the past 18 months with what women are coming to me with and saying, I don't feel heard. I resent him. I'm okay. angry. I'm frustrated because I get it. I'm a, I, I like to think of myself as a superwoman too. I can do it all. But yeah. listen, we can't do it all. And at the end of the day, that leaves no energy for our partner and in intimacy or even ourselves and we're giving yeah. to everyone else. And I'm, I'm hearing it over and over for women, you know, and they don't really come out to say it. I have to pull it out of them, but they're just really resentful in the relationship with their spouse um, because they're not communicating what they need throughout the day or yeah. in the bedroom. The other shocking thing I've learned recently is how many women don't say what they want in the bedroom, which is amazing. Well, um, I think women feel like if they start communicating that, maybe there'll be some reaction to their significant other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I that's probably not uncommon thought process. Like, oh, I don't want to tell him or I don't want to. And so you're saying, no, please, like you need to, you know, kind of communicate that. Yeah. So, you know, I like to bring it before the bedroom because a lot of the low libido don't, they don't even want to get into the bedroom because it starts way outside the bedroom yeah. of how they're feeling. They're, you know, they're looking at their spouse saying, you want to go now at eight o'clock at night? I'm exhausted. I just want to go to bed before maybe the little one wakes up before the kids have to get up, go to school. Like I just need to sleep. So, and then the number three has been huge, which is stress. Like the impact of stress, again, hugely compounded over the events over the past 18 months. Um, You know, I've always worked with women that are overwhelmed, busy, type A, kind of like me. Yeah. Uh, I think myself included, I've really done daily practices to try to put myself number one first, you know, and, 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 you know, managing my stress. I'm not saying I don't have stress, but I've really learned to not only try to manage it, but when I feel myself kind of pushing too hard, getting into that feeling of burnout myself, I pull back and say, okay, where are my daily practices that I'm not doing anymore that have fallen off too 
do this for somebody else or that, whatever the case may be. So, yeah. you know, stress, stress management is huge. Again, not necessarily taking away the stressors because I know it's not possible for everyone, but you know, my, I love my D's. I have four D's. What do you have to do? What can you delegate? What yeah. can you um, delay? And what can you delete? So every day, yeah. you know, we ladies have a laundry list of like 10 things that we want to get done. But realistically speaking, can you get all those things done? Right. Yeah. And start your day with say, okay, what do I, must I do today? Hopefully that's just one or two, maybe three things. Yeah. What can somebody else do for me? And don't be afraid to ask for help. It is not a sign of failure. I think we as women, you know, we've always had these huge roles in the household and this and that, but we've taken on so many other roles in life. Yeah. You know, we all are aspiring entrepreneurs. We want to have our own money, our own business, our, yeah. you know, which I, I'm right there with you. But with that comes delegating some activities that traditionally fell on our plate, but somebody else can help us with. If you yeah. have teenage kids like I do, ask them to do things around the house. Ask, ask them to take the dog for a walk. You know, yeah. you don't have to do it all. If you have, again, a spouse, I get it. They work too. So do you. And if even if you don't have a, a job, a traditional job, if you were taking care of those kids, <laughs> that is a job and you yeah. need a break. I think there's yeah. so many stay-at-home moms that are just like, see themselves as not worthy of having a break because their spouse or significant other leaves the house to actually bring home the money. And yeah. without her being at home, taking care of those kiddos, I mean, she's, she's got quite the job that nobody understands unless yeah. you do it. I agree. I don't know how many women who I sit, who I hear say that, like they'll, they'll come to me and they're tired and they're stressed out and they're like, well, I want to, I got up with him because he has to get up to go to work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, so, but you're sleep deprived over here, getting up every night at 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Because he has to get up and go to work. There needs yep. to be some common ground, maybe on the weekend. You can mm -hmm. say, hey, I'll let you sleep or, you know, kind of figure something out. I mean, that's a hard job. We homeschooled uh, during this pandemic. And that was, you know, I have a much high appreciation for stay-at-home moms and high appreciation for teachers after that, because that was a lot of work, you know, every yeah. day, day in and day out. So Yeah. And you're trying to run a business. You're trying to do it all. And if you're doing that at home, come the evening hours, you can actually get a break. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's not selfish. It's not, you don't feel, shouldn't feel guilty. Like I... So, so many women, well, That's common. I, I, yeah, they feel this shame. I'm like, we're born with a shame ladies. And I, we gotta, we gotta shed that shame because, you know, we work hard too. And, you know, our kids are happy, healthy, uh, alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, and so a lot of those three things and the behaviors associated with them trickle down to a lot of the other things that we were talking about with nutrition and lifestyle, you know, they don't exercise they're not sleeping. Well, we know it's lack of sleep does to hormones, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, blood sugar and insulin and our hunger hormone and, and growth hormone doesn't get secreted. So, you know, there's, and cortisol is higher, like all which cortisol is the stress hormone. Like it's this mm. starts at the top and just trickles down and permeates the hormones and causing an imbalance. And that further feeds into weight gain and mood changes and further anger and resentment. So that's this vicious cycle that you got to kind of start with the basics of, you know, the, the three things that I always love to start with mindset, communication, mm -hmm. and getting a handle on the stress. And then we do fun things like nutrition and detox and all of those because toxins fall in there too. But I can't take a really stressed out woman who feels negatively about herself 
who doesn't talk to her husband and just say, okay, take this, this, and this out, and you're going to feel all better and go back to having a great libido. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work that way, you know? Yeah. The, and we're complex. We're not, we're, I worked with men for four years while I was in my brick and mortar functional medicine practice. And it was truly a unique experience because I had never worked with men before. And uh, it was very interesting, number one, how easily it is to quote unquote fix them, yeah. especially with a complaint of, and I would say almost a hundred percent of the men that came with me had a low libido. That's why, that's what brought them through the door. Yeah. And yeah. I would say a hundred percent of those men had a low testosterone. Yeah, and, correct. Exactly. I feel like it's so much easier. Yep. And you know, they had have all these other symptoms, you know, cause I, I'd ask like, what else has been going on? Oh, low energy, l- l- losing muscle, gaining weight, more emotional, low, low motivation. And I was like, wow, those are all symptoms of low testosterone. Yes. <laughs> Right. And then I was like, so why are you here now if this has been going on for a year? Well, now I don't want to have sex. And I was like, oh my gosh, how funny is that? That that is really the straw that breaks the camel's back for men. But for women, women come through my door, low energy, gaining weight, all of those things. And then when I question her about libido, she's like, oh, that's been gone too. Like it's like, but they don't mention that like as part of like their symptoms, even when they come in for hormone treatment, right? They'll yeah. come in for hormone treatment for those things that you said, oh, I've gained weight. I'm super tired. One of my friends said, maybe it's my hormones, you know, and they don't mention anything about like, and then, yeah, unless you ask them and they're like, oh yeah. And sex drive and libido has been just been gone. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you're like, okay. <laughs> it is so interesting. And that being said, the men I gave testosterone, a hundred percent of those men with low testosterone got better. Right. And versus women. And it's interesting. I've been studying this for over 20 years. This is another reason why I'm the libidoologist. I still study it, but my thought process of how to treat this has really evolved because I conventionally trained was number one. You need, I need to have an FDA approved drug and a a study on women to be able to prescribe you anything. (laughs) We know that doesn't happen, right? Like back when I was in practice, uh, there were no studies. We had one hormone replacement that had testosterone and I probably killed her liver, both with the estrogen and the oral testosterone when I gave it (laughs) to probably a handful of women. But I would literally cringe and like get down in my chair, like, oh, don't ask me about your libido because I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, that's true. Right? And we're, we're trained like... I was trained like, oh, testosterone, that's the male hormone that makes them have such a great libido and think of sex 300 times a day. And oh, wait, we don't have as much. And so it must be testosterone. And I found that between that practice and then when I was in my functional medicine practice, I would give testosterone selectively to women, cream that is. And I found that it really didn't make a huge difference. So that got me really thinking like, okay, let's look at all of the other factors. And as I was saying earlier, like those menopausal women, it doesn't make sense. Their testosterone is low. So how are they having amazing yeah. sexual desires versus my 20-year-old who has beautiful hormones and she has no desire? Like what is what is wrong here? So and then you found out it was kind of some of these other things that are going on. Because if correct. you think about it, most women, I guess, who are menopausal, they're past a lot of that stage. You know what I'm saying? They're done yep. with kids. Kids are probably at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, work is either stable or they're fine. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of some of those stressors, I think, may be gone. Is that is that maybe the reason why it's so yep. much better? Yep. And I have to say my biggest challenge with my menopausal women are just more vaginal symptoms, vaginal dryness. And yeah. Like that's, and that's, that's easy to treat, right? Easy. Like, yeah. 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 yeah you know, think about it. If it hurts, would you really want it? No. So let's make it not hurt. So you, 
you know, and I really think for women, I mean, yes, it's nice to have the stimulation and there's nitric oxide and clitoris orgasm. Like we can go on all of those topics, but at the end of the day, we start in our head, right? Yeah. Like we, it starts up here, that desire to want it. What happens below the waistline is a, a consequence of what happens in our head. You know, like I get messages all, all the time from women. I can't get out of my head in the bedroom. Like, yeah, that's, you know, that's common. Like she's thinking of what the, you know, are the kids going to come in? That's yeah, like, like all the other things she has to do. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, I still have to do the dishes. Oh my gosh. I have to go pack lunches for tomorrow. What are we having for dinner? Oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Like meanwhile. How do they get out of that though? Cause that's common. Like I even, I mean, like how do you like. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I was thinking about this from a most recent uh, comment I got in something I did in social media because the woman blamed it on her ADHD. And I don't think you need ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity yeah. disorder to have those racing thoughts in your head. If you're a woman that has a lot in her plate, you probably are right in that same boat. I think the first place is just, start, again, starting outside the bedroom of just being present in the moment. You know, I, I practice this all the time because I'm I used to be that person that always lived in the future or the past. Like yeah. what did I do and what did I do that I didn't do well or, and I've really tried, for instance, in this conversation, like we focus, like I'm not thinking of what we're going to talk about next. Like we are present in having a conversation. How many people, you know, you talk to, like, you can tell they're talking, they're thinking of something else as you're talking, they're raised <laughs> eyes, right? Like even just start with conversations, just being present and truly looking in the person's eyes and being there with them and listening to them and, you know, responding to what they're saying. So they know they're being heard. That's a great yeah. practice to start with, you know, just being present in the moment, taking a walk, be present, listening to the birds. You know, I know it sounds yeah. trivial, but it's, it's your next step that when you go into that bedroom, hopefully, you know, again, ask him to help. If there's things that you're going to have to do after the bedroom, yeah. that close in proximity, because I have to tell you, most men are more than happy to help. They just don't know how to help you. You know, you look like you got it all under control. You're like, and he's like, of course he's going to come in and sit on the phone, pop on the couch and sit on his phone. If you look like you have the kids' homework done, kids are bathed, you know, dinner's getting made, like they're going like, hey, you, you're good. You're, you, you got man. this. Yeah. <laughs> and I will also add, men, I think will, there is significant other will be happy to help knowing that'll it, it improve this area. You know, they're right. like, oh. That's going to make it better. What do you want me to do? Sign me up. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is also very important. Like if they know this, but you're right. A lot of women don't want to, don't want to communicate that. So. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. I've seen things on social media because even like as I've been talking about this and women that are not in the health world, right. But they do these funny little videos of like to music, of course, what's TikTok of like their husbands, you know, doing the dishes and helping the kids and scrubbing the baseboards. And all of a sudden she says how she's getting turned on. Right. Like, because number one, number one, helping her, but you know, um, taking a little off her plate and you know, when he's doing that, it doesn't mean that you have to go do something else. Like go, go do something for yourself, you know, go take a bath, go do, go get yourself ready, you know, like tell him I'll meet you upstairs, honey, you know? So I do think women feel that guilt and shame that, okay, if he's doing that, I have to go do something else for everybody else. And yeah. women I find have lost themselves over the past year. They don't even know what makes them happy anymore. They have no, they've taken all of their time and put it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Especially those of us that are working from home. Like, I don't know. I hit the floor running in the morning to get a little me time in before everyone wakes up. Yeah. 
throughout the day I'm working yeah. and then I have kid duty, sports, whatever, yeah. starting at around four or five o'clock yeah. and then it's dinner. And so I honestly, I mean, and again, I actually had my husband to do some things like this morning. Can you get the kids to school and take the dog for a walk while I go work out? And he's more than happy. If I didn't say that, he may have been like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs and work out. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. going first, you know? So, and he's more than happy to help. Like now he's doing his thing and I'm working. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, um, that break, breakdown of communication. And it's really interesting. The longer I see relationships, you know, I see this often in 15 year old married couples that are going for some sort of counseling, because I think what's happened is they've gotten so into a routine and there's been such a breakdown of what each wants in that relationship that there has become a lot of, again, anger, frustration, resentment over that, not saying what you want or what you need in that relationship. Again, kids around the house, bedroom, but like just support and talking and communicate, you know, talking about your day, like that is totally falling off the plate for a lot of couples nowadays. Yeah, I agree. Cause I feel like everybody, you're right. Everybody's kind of so busy and just kind of running around and they don't communicate. So I think that was a really good point that you made. I have another question as far as like kind of what you mentioned earlier, there's so many things now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of vaginal rejuvenation, mm-hmm. different type of techniques. Does that help with libido alone? Or is all this stuff that you're talking about still need to be kind of at the top of the list? Well, you know, I don't think it doesn't help. You know, someone just asked me about the O shot yesterday. Cause I, again, I rather more natural kind of things. Yes. The O shot, And you know, which Google it, it's really interesting. Um, I do think if it's more of a sensory issue, you like, you think, you know, you, you think you, it's more of an orgasmic issue. I don't think, I don't think that's going to help a woman get into the mood necessarily. It generally heightens your climax and such, um, which is great. And, you know, again, I have a friend that has nitric oxide supplements again, that helps increase the blood flow to the vaginal tissues, which like anything, like all of our blood vessels in our body or arteries, you know, they, they can get a little cholesterol in them calcified. And so you may not get as good of a blood flow to the clitoris, but, or the vagina, but my, you know, I sometimes think for many women, it starts way before then, you know, I think for the subset of women that we've worked on all the other things now they want it, but they're not getting that response that they want, or they want a bigger response. Absolutely. Yeah. Got it. Um, You know, in vaginal, I don't know if, uh, I mean, are you talking just for the premenopausal woman mostly, right? Like the. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the ones, you know, that, that, yes, that's used for like, some of them want the blood after they've had kids and you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so those like, yeah. uh, elect, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Electric, yeah. 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 Yep. There's that. And then they, the O shots, the clitoris. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, I do think if, if a woman finds that most of her symptoms came after having kids because of vaginal issues, postpartum post, you know, there are some women that has, have dyspruneia. There's also things you can do at home. There's fun things you can use with vibrators. There's like home vaginal rejuvenation, uh, equipment that you can get and have fun with, which Okay. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And there's things for men too. So it doesn't have to always be her and you guys can yeah. have fun with them together. But you know, I found that a lot, I would, that's the icing on the cake when I can get her in there and like, you know, then we can have fun and talk about like lubrication. Cause I, got have, it. Got I also it. have got women it. that think that using lube is like a failure. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the fun part. Like, even yeah. if you don't need it, it's fun to use it. 
on other parts of your body. You know, I, I've, I've done courses like massaging the thighs, like just to get in the mood Correct. because get, women are different. We can't just go from the kitchen to the bedroom generally. Exactly. Like, I try to say that all the time. Like if there's no switch, I feel like, I feel like men have a switch where you can just click, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, how do you? There's literally, there's literally a click, right? Like all of a sudden you feel something on your back when he's hugging you and you're like, okay, how did that happen so quickly? And I have to say women, you know, hugging actually does increase oxytocin, which is our love hormone, our connection hormone, you know? And I think again, a lot of couples aren't touching, aren't kissing yeah. as much because number one, date night has been gone for 18 months, right? No one's yeah. going to go out. Kids are always around. It's like, oh, they never leave the house because of the whole quarantine thing. <laughs> And so couples are really just becoming roommates and say, okay, let's just get through the day and get to bed. Right. Yeah. And we've got to kind of come back of like, okay, who are we as a couple? Hopefully start having date nights again, start reconnecting way before you get home to that bedroom. Genuinely talk about other things other than the kids. And, uh, you know, a lot of times when women feel heard and communicated with that gets them in the mood too, you know, not, yeah. not that he comes home and say, okay, honey, let's go. No, 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 no. <laughs> talk to us hug us, rub our hand, rub our leg, and sometimes do it without even expecting anything. I think a lot of things, sometimes women are like, oh, I don't even let him come near me because he's going to think that we're just, that yeah, or something. and yeah. I'm just not in the mood. And I get it. Sometimes there's just going to be nice. You're like, yeah, not tonight, honey. And that should be okay. But yeah. you know, if he hears that all the time, I am seeing a lot of women coming to me as well saying my relationship's almost over because I have no desire. Yeah. Correct. That's when we have to dig a little deeper. And so when that person comes to me and says, okay, what pill? I'm like, I don't have a pill, like one specific pill. Let's talk about Correct. what's going on with you. Yeah, Every woman is different. And so, and again, I can generalize with a lot of the things that I see from my clients um, and talk about those here. But, you know, when it trickles down a little bit deeper with the hormones and such, that definitely becomes a little more specific to the, to the woman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what, in your opinion, then, um, is benefit of having sex? Like, say you get the libido up in the women and you kind of address all these different things, um, and now they're having sex. Like, what is a benefit outside of procreation? Oh, you know? there's so many. And that's the other fallacy I see out there. Women saying, well, it's just to have a baby. So why do I need it now that I'm done? And there's so many health benefits. I mean, I can't even count the number. It's just brain boosting, you know, uh, I mean, let's start with number one, stress relieving, right? Yeah. Oh, and I say sex, but I also want to say sex with orgasm, ladies. Like there's one thing to have no, sex. I, I had this one woman say to me, uh, 20% of the time I get pleasured. 80% I don't. Like, so I go into the bedroom, we just let him have an orgasm. And yeah. I'm like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Well, he finishes so quickly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's interesting. We were at a, a party having a glass of wine. And I was chatting with her about this. This is what I usually do at my, you know, especially my health parties. And, uh, she went home and got to work when she got back on the plane the next day, got home. And she's like, I'm going to put this to work. I'm going to yeah. actually tell him I, I come first, like me first. Yeah. And, uh, she, he loved that. He was so turned on. He's like, Oh yes. And she said, it, this changed everything for her. So yeah. for her, it was easy. It was just communication. Right. And that feeling like, okay, you know, they've been married for 17 years, have a thriving marriage, but she was showing up in the bedroom without getting pleasured. And so she never, she didn't really want to because she's like, okay, here goes all about him again. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Every single time you go in there, you first, because you might take longer. Don't stress in your head that you, you know, that's another thing I hear from women. 
oh my gosh, it's taking me so long. So just again, get out of your head, just be in the moment, use toys. Another many women come to me. I don't want to, you know, uh, hurt their ego. If I bring toys into the bedroom, I say, generally men are not hurt by that. They love to watch you use them or to use them themselves. So, but the point is, you know, it's a huge stress reliever, especially if you have an orgasm, um, you know, you get a nice, if you don't use protection, you have a a husband, you're, you know, one partner, um, it's a nice little uh, shot of testosterone vaginally. <laughs> so yeah, all yeah, great exactly. little benefits of testosterone, um, you know, and I never thought it, about it, that. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And all the great benefits of like, um, you know, self-esteem, confidence, you know, you just feel like, I, I don't know, you, you just feel so much more energized and confident and, uh, you know, you're more productive at work. You know, and I, yeah. I do believe a lot of these side effects trickle down from that stress relief, that cortisol release, you know, yeah. like there's nothing better than a great orgasm to just be that big sigh, like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. um, I just, so just purely for what women need right now, which is that ultimate stress reliever. If you can make sure that you get satisfied in the bedroom, uh, enjoy it, be in the moments. Yeah. It's going to trickle through how your mom in, you know, you're probably going to have more patience with your kiddos. You're going to be more affectionate to your spouse, which is going to lead to more because you're going to get that constant oxytocin rush, which is that connection, um, hormone. And, you know, it's interesting also because oxytocin is low in a lot of people because of our lack of connection over the past 18 months, not only with our significant other, but other like women, (laughs) you know, like women, we're, we're, we're community kind of, Correct. Humans, you know, we want to be with women. We want to go out and yep. chat with our girlfriends over coffee. And that's just been non-existent. So, you know, we're, we're going to get it where we can get it. And that connection might actually right now have to be in the home, in the bedroom, if we can get you there and out of your head and want to get in there. And again, yeah. a lot of that we talked about, like some things that you can work on or, you know, I also, I'm a big person that talks about awareness. Like a lot Me of too. women don't know about like, they, again, it's just, okay, they think it's a pill going to fix it. If I say no, 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 like yep. let's go a little deeper. And we talk about some things today. We probably had a lot of women that had aha moments like, yep, yep. I don't love how I look. Yep. I don't tell him what I need. And I'm really yep. angry at him when he comes in and pops on the couch. Yep. I'm super stressed, you know? So, you know, not to say, not to overwhelm her and say, you have to do this, 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 this now, but like it's on your radar. You're aware of it. So you can start, oh yeah, like you can't take action on something that you're not aware of. So she's starting to, you know, put it on her radar that this is something that's bothering me. And those three things, again, your mindset for women, it's a daily practice in my opinion. I agree. And uh, communication and starting to work on that stress, your hormones will start to naturally balance. And then you can start adding in more of that nutritional. Some of the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the The higher level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for giving us all this knowledge. And I love what you're doing because you're right. This is not talked about enough and women do need that help. They need someone to go to, to be able to discuss this with and like you and not feel shamed about discussing it. That's like a whole nother topic that we won't even go into. But for whatever reason, when women want to go in, it's, you know, it's like all this, you know, shame around having a low libido and all this stuff. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for creating a platform for women to be able to come and discuss this with you. I, um, do you treat women kind of all over or are you specifically in your region? No, I'm all over. I'm all okay. over. There's, 
Perfect. And you know, I'm, yeah, I'm designing programs for, uh, I used to just work one-on-one, but I'm finding there's such as a healthcare provider, I, I have a heart for women in need. And like, there's so many that I'm like, I yeah. need to make something that's a lot bigger Correct. for more women because I need to help more at once. There's just one of me and I don't want to get burnout. So, um, I am putting together a program for more women to come together. And I, and again, women love community. They love to know they're not alone. Yeah. And so if I can foster that community and, and, and support these women together on our transformation, that to me is like life-changing. So, yeah, no, I think that's great. So give real quick, tell us your website and I will put all of this in the notes and I know you're all over social media. So what all is over. your website? Do you want them to go visit? Yeah, I'm across the board, Dr. Renee Wellenstein. So website, drreneewellenstein.com, yep. all social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at Dr. Renee Wellenstein, yep. YouTube. And then, perfect. And that makes it easy, right? I do the same thing. Just your name across all social media. Perfect. So easy, we'll put that yeah. in notes. Okay, sounds Thank great. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I hope this message continued to empower you and inspire you to continue on your health transformation journey. Thank you for listening and please subscribe or download if you like what you're hearing. The goal is to continue to inform you and educate you as you transform on your healthcare journey and show you different paths to take in order to get you to your goal. Until next time, thank you.